Shalom, and welcome back to our podcast, Four Worlds Torah. Digging for treasures in the Torah, treasures that matter for our lives and for the world. I am Rabbi Shoshana Lis, and I am here with Rabbi Charna Rosenholtz. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. Today we'll be exploring the Torah portion, Miketz. And I wanted to follow up first from last week where we were looking at a relationship and we were seeking shift in a particular relationship in our lives. So if you listened last week, perhaps you can use this time to say, how did it go? Was there a shift? Did something happen out of the time that we shared together and into your relationships? I wanted to also mention that at a later section of last week's Torah portion, we witnessed Yehuda exploring his relationships and choosing the relationship over his own being right, his own righteousness, where he said the words, she is more right than I. And this set the stage for a shift towards wholeness and wellness that I think might be worth adding to last week. And as we move into this week to see how Yehuda and his brothers in their relationships with one another demonstrate a shift. So I invite you to come from that place of she perhaps, he perhaps, they perhaps are more right than me, or even just I'm going to choose the relationship over how right I am. And some of us are very right indeed. So over to you, Reb Charna. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. Um, and we are definitely today privileging the beauty of relationship in how when you have done something egregious or even something yucky, how do you move through it and create repair? And we believe that the brothers really in a series of insights were able to finally understand and take responsibility for what they had done to their brother. So let us begin by looking at Genesis chapter 42, verse 21, that's right here in Miketz. Uh, Miketz, which is a Parsha that always comes during Hanukkah. Um, and we are positing that forgiveness is a light that we bring into the world. Forgiveness is something we bring through. So the first so what the sentence says in English is, they said one to another, or as the Hebrew would say, v'yomru ish el achiv, a man to his brother. So each and every one were saying to each other, ah, alas, we are being punished. We are having to take account of our sin because of our brother, because of our brother, because he pleaded. He pleaded, Bahit Hanano, within from his voice, his breath to us. We felt this deep pleading, begging us, pleading with us to have grace towards him. Yet we did not listen to him. We didn't hear him. And thus his distress has come upon us. We saw his the, the, the distress the troubles, the source of, our, of his soul, and we just ignored it. 
And suddenly they're starting to understand, even though they don't yet know this prime minister is their brother, they're starting to understand that they have a kind of what we'll call a karmic snapback. Their action is now creating a reaction in the world based on their own desensitization, their own harshness, their own willingness to let their pride get in the way of being in right relationship to their brother's pain. Right, and what comes to mind is, how does this happen that we get desensitized? Now, clearly there's compassion fatigue, there is so much pain, right? Including our own. So how do we hold it all? How do we engage in the world in ways that um, begin with self-compassion for what each of us is holding. And so just take a moment, you know, breathe in. Each of us is holding a lot. And in our own space, how is it possible to also experience with empathy the pain of another? You would Beautiful. think that it's easier to experience the pain of our own family because these are the people that are in our most inner circle and some of us myself included sometimes it's easier for me to have empathy for people not in my own family actually in part because I feel safe in my own family to sort of as my husband says sometimes use him as an emotional punching bag which requires not having empathy for what he's going through because I know he's a safe person to kind of project my own stuff outwards. So I just want to say like, you know, sometimes you might think it's easier to feel empathy for the ones closest to us, but sometimes that actually might be harder. And then before I go back to you, that said, relating to the other as if we are indeed all siblings, you know, is, is ultimately the highest level of spiritual um, engagement, because that's the truth. You know, we are all ultimately one heart connected. Over to you, Rev Charna. <laughs> right. Well, I think acknowledging that is at the core of our teaching today. That Adam, the earthling that we all are that emerged out of the earth, we are all one body. And it seems like we're separate. Yet we know that there's an interdependence of all parts with each other. You're right, taking on the full global weight of that with all of the suffering and pain going on can be a bit much. And we're not purporting that everybody takes on the entire world all at once. But let's go into this story that spelled out the tragedy so clearly. There are three sentences, the one we've already read in 4221, which basically has them acknowledging they did an act that was heartless and acknowledging that to each other is step number one. Rep you Turner, do you want to remind people what that act was if they're not following the week to week, Parsha? The act that, well, yeah, to throwing their brother into the, into a pit because they, because their brother irritated them and they threw them into a pit first thinking that they were going to kill him later thinking they would sell him off, but he got taken out of the pit by uh, traveling um, Ishmaelites 
before the brothers could retrieve him. And so hence Joseph was lost to his brothers. Um, uh, and they had to lie to their father about it, uh, which put Jacob into a real tailspin. So many people were hurt on many levels. So now we get this sense, wait a second, maybe they acknowledged, maybe something we did in the past is coming to haunt us now. And they acknowledged that each man to his brother. The next step in the healing of this for them was in chapter 42, verse 28, when they found God's hand in the situation. They realized, wow, maybe, maybe, maybe God's hand is here. You know, you first acknowledge your own situation. Oi, oi, I, oh no, what did I do? You literally have to sit in the fire of that shame. Now, I want to offer a perspective to everybody of what it means of going from sacrificing an animal in the temple period to a modern way of dealing with our guilt and our shame. Now, we don't burn an animal, but we have to burn off that part of our animal nature that did something egregious, something horrible. We have to, that burning off is actually sitting in the shame and feeling the impact of what you've done on other and sitting with that until that shame is burnt off and connecting yourself with God and allowing yourself to get the lesson of what you had to learn and then finding God's hand and having self-compassion and self-forgiveness. But then we have in chapter 45, 16, the final act here, and that is a deep humility and a submission to say, all right, I am going to have to submit before the person that I hurt or before a person that is of power here that is in this situation. I have to submit, I have to be humble. I have to throw off my pride that got me into this trouble in the first place. And these brothers go through each and every phase so that by the time Joseph has revealed himself, they have done their inner teshuva, their inner repentance, their inner return to something. As we've said before, Torah speaks the problems, and Torah gives the antidotes. And here we have the antidote to shameful behavior. Thank you so much. I know we're, we're about to wrap up. So I want to really honor what you said and just mention that there's some ancestral lineage that they're healing if you go way back into their ancestors, who are our ancestors. So the prayer is that we can heal the lineages that we've received um, through these powerful stories and that we sit with the fire, let the Hanukkah flames burn up everything that's ready to burn and offer it all back to its source so that we can receive our powerful highest selves and offer them to our loved ones close and not yet close. One, one so beautiful. I have one, I, I would like to tag on to that blessing. Emmanuel Levinas, a very important Talmudic scholar of the 20th century, as well as a philosopher. 
he spoke a great deal about our accountability to the other. We are all somewhat desensitized right now about what's going on. And accountability to the other can be overwhelming. I want to say, you don't have to take it all on at once. Start, start with your, yourself, your household, maybe your family, maybe your community. Allow yourself to start small, to feel the sense of really noticing the other in need that's around you. And may you gift them with these Hanukkah lights, these Hanukkah awareness in such a way that we can make the world a brighter place together. Amen. Good Shabbos. Bye-bye. <laughs>